0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come solely from personal experience. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers.
1: This week, in specials, Tally becomes that which she has most feared, and must, yet again, find herself before it's too late. Hi, I'm Nicole.
0: And I'm Robin. And this is Books That Burn. Alright, this week we are talking about specials, and for our factions, we have Tally, Zane, Paris, the Cutters, which include Shay, Fausto, and Tax, have Andrew Simpson-Smith, David, Dr. Cable, Maddie, and Croy. I think Croy makes an appearance in this one, at least a little bit. Yeah, Faction's list is pretty short. We do have a special note for this week. This week, no characters are minor. So we just have three different main character topics that are pretty intertwined. Getting into the first one, we have... The specials, specifically Shay and Tally, which with what I wanted to call emotional extremes, and Nicole wanted to call emotional inhibitions? What was your phrasing? Okay. Um, what I mean by emotional extreme is that they don't really have anything between rage and euphoria, and they kind of are numb other than those two. What did you mean by emotional inhibitions?
1: Uh... Anything that is not adrenaline based adrenaline fueled doesn't make it through th- to their brain. They have an, they have an they have they have an inability to feel emotions, and the only thing that is strong enough to actually get through is anger and adrenaline- based euphoria. That's it. I think it's literally just adrenaline that gets through, actually. Okay. I I don't think it's Uh, big, I don't think it's big emotions, because they're never actually happy either. I think it's literally just adrenaline gets through and nothing else does.
0: And then there's two ways that adrenaline gets through, kind of. Yeah. Like, adrenaline because they're mad, and adrenaline because they like something,
1: but- Adrenaline because pain. Adrenaline because pain. I guess it's
0: not even liking something. Adrenaline
1: because pain, and adrenaline because anger.
0: Okay, um- you have some specific adrenaline-based thoughts that you wanted to share before we get into the book-specific discussion? I do.
1: So, um, I want to be clear here that this is me talking about my lived experience and not research I've done and not because I have a degree and not because something-something medical expertise. I, for the first 20 years of my life, lived my life with my adrenal glands essentially giving what my what my my doctor when I was twenty described as an internal IV drip of adrenaline. That was his that was his visual for me.
0: And this was because you can't uh, metabolize B12. This was a
1: co- this was for a lot of reasons.
0: <laughs> At least one of which being the B12. Thing.
1: One one of which is that I don't metabolize B12. One of which is. There's also some PTSD and some other trigger things that I now now that I'm older I I can piece together what into it. There so there's there's multiple reasons that my body basically went, okay, we need to be up and functioning, and we don't have a better way to do this. Adrenaline forever ready go. And I as now that I am 28 and have been not quite a third of my life Without this constant thing, uh, I can I can pretty solidly say that 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 rage and euphoria is about all you get on adrenaline. <laughs> Things are either so much fun that it feels like you're flying, or you're angry, or it's or 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 nothing. And part of that could. To be fair, also be my own PTSD manifesting, and and just me not being able. But there's a very real there's a there's a very real physical component to my brain can't chill out enough to just enjoy something or to just be a little bit irritated. If it's not if it's not that extreme enough, it it didn't even register. I I was I having lived with you
0: for most of that time, <laughs> except when you were in college. Yeah, I can vouch that this this description fits with my experience being around you during that time.
1: Yeah. You are literally calm at all now. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I actually I didn't realize so I, I didn't realize until I we we finally got my body to chill. Exactly like there was one point where I realized that my hands weren't shaking anymore, and that I wasn't vibrating anymore. And I was like, wait, what? I was shaking?
0: Oh, yeah, you talked about the vibrating Yeah, like,
1: there was one day where I realized that my body felt, like, weirdly still, and I was like, oh, I'm just, I was shaking 24-7 my entire life. What? What is this?
0: Closest makes no difference. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and my entire, well, I mean, probably literally my entire life from our Mom's description of me as an infant too, um, which is funky, which <laughs> is a weird thing to visualize. But um, yeah, so this description of oh, also I will say this: uh, when you're on that kind of adrenaline surge, getting overloaded in a sensory way is incredibly easy. Um, I I have I I have sensory things that bother me. And I'm much more able to intrinsically just kind of have those h- be bothersome without it being too much now, uh, in a way that I, I did not could not do. Um, there's there's things that gross me out in a very visceral way that I can handle now, and I have a I have a weirdly now it, as far as like a from a social perspective, I have a I have a weirdly high tolerance. That other people pick up on for being incredibly not okay and just kind of dealing with it anyway and then i deal with it later because uh, compared to how i was with that adrenaline going everything is durable isn't or is endurable i can go through anything i'll deal with it later like my own brain has so much less fighting me internally that like that external thing like yeah i mean it's it might be devastating, it might be painful, it might be a lot out there, but con- compared to my own internal landscape, uh, nothing, is, nothing is something I can't deal with in the moment and then mentally process later. <laughs> um, people, people now are sometimes convinced that I just don't care when traumatic things are happening because I just don't react. Um, because i have so much practice at keeping my own brain under control that now when it takes like the lightest of touches to kind of put off a reaction and deal with it later instead of it taking all of my willpower at like 12 to not have an actual meltdown it, it probably does look like i just don't care about things but i do i just don't react outwardly <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so have- this is my, my reaction to this specific description very, very, very much comes from a, a standpoint where, in a very real way, I know what this, the description they give in the book feels like, and it, 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 it fits. <laughs> Uh yeah so all and and we will get into this topic later and this entire book is pretty much gonna have uh, a trigger warning on it in our notes for our discussions so everybody should have been pre warned yeah. but my own when I was younger my own self harm things were very they weren't very traditional it- um but. But they were non-traditional that- in a a very similar mode, a very similar way to the way that 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 Tally and Shay talk about the the their own their self-harm in this book, which we will get to as its own topic. But I did want to yeah. I do want to highlight here when we're talking about this what what really looks to me like it's like it's adrenaline-based feeling and nothing else gets through. I did want to kind of put that link in here because the way they talk about it is very much how it felt to me, mm-hmm. and so it, it makes trying- it made sense for the same reasons that they talk about in the book, and we'll get into that in our third topic. But
0: yeah, and to make sure that we're talking about the book and trying to keep to our rule of no real people stories, I think suffice it to say,
1: this depiction of self harm in these books. Um, all i'm saying is it makes sense i'm not saying it makes i'm sense. not saying it my feel- real world justifications justify it i'm saying that like as this this is I, i'm saying that I i'm saying that for
0: both of the for both of us these books feel emotionally true and like they're capturing a thing that both of us in different ways went through and so for the readers who are saying is that really how you'd describe it Mm, yeah yep (laughs) like yeah for anyone who didn't need us to say that um we see you we hope you're doing okay but yeah this this book this series to me stands out as one that that depicts situations like this emotional extremes and later we'll talk about the the self-harm but when it's talking of moving into how the book is handling things when the book is discussing um, the sense of like being icy and it being tied with physical pain. I looked at that and, I was, and my first thought was, "Is icy code for like focus that comes with physical pain that they could control and anticipate?" No. And Nicole's like, "Ah, it's a general rush." And I'm like, "You it's know adra- what? You're it's right. An it's adrenaline, adrenaline mush." Yeah. I'll take your I'll take your word for that on this. Uh, Um, (laughs) That does fit with my experience. Not as dramatic as yours. My
1: brain and body feel warm. And what I used to feel was icy and solid. (laughs) I feel Mm -hmm. more fluid now. Interesting. I don't have better descriptions than that, but I 100% would describe adrenaline as icy feeling. Because you can have ice and you can have like a fire f- ice that is rage. Rage, right. rage is ice that makes you feel warm. And adrenaline mm-hmm. is ice that crystallizes how you're thinking.
0: So one thing that we want to talk about, about how the book ha- is full of people's, the book is full of people who lie to you. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. <laughs> one of them is Dr. Cable. Yeah. And- in our pre-show discussion, we brought up uh, Dr. Cable's uh, theory, Nicole says lie, and I agree, <laughs> that the Good. cutters cut because they were made special so young. But that's rebutted by the actual text because Shay and all of the cutters, except for Tally, cut as pretties, which is part of how they were even picked for this group. So it is lying. It's some combination of ill-informed and lying and given dr cable's information net yeah it's lying Well,
1: given the fact that she uh, selected them because they were a cutter group as a group she's just lying like
0: oh yeah she has to be lying about that
1: yeah there's yeah
0: yeah and they they were picked because they were already cutting and so her saying that her basically trying to pass off their inability to process complex emotions to it being that they're so young, which my reaction to that is, well, why'd you make them
1: be this? <laughs> yeah, like, then, why are you being irresponsible Especially with when,
0: Especially when she's like, hmm, I wonder what this will mean for the next time we make specials so young. Like, she doesn't quite say that, but that's how it feels. And she's like, I need data for when I do this again. Like, no, don't don't do this again. Ha. Huh. So that's most of what we had for the emotional extremes is this totally fits and is consistent with Nicole's lift experience. Components of it are consistent with mine. less this section
1: more later, but I, I will say, I will say that I am, again, I'm not trying to justify the book mm-hmm. in some way. Um, I just want to give context for it in the, in the category of trauma because when you, when the only, when every I should for myself, it it wasn't that all I could feel is those things. It's that when everything I feel is adrenaline tainted, it ended up being the same as them being unable to feel anything that isn't adrenaline based. Mm -hmm. And it, it definitely, it, 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 I, I can't separate it out enough to tell you that that was intrinsically trauma, but I do know that every other trauma that I had was amplified by that.
0: By being in that emotional state? By
1: being that, yeah, by being in that emotional state, by being in that physical state. And and I, I it is inherently traumatic to not be able to feel things that aren't adrenaline like it is. Yeah. and And nobody was doing that to me. This was my body doing things to function um so this in my case it was not external trauma it was all internal nobody did it to me but in the case of in the case of the book this is definitely trauma that is being intentionally inflicted on these characters by dr cable mm-hmm. so that's i just want to give that context that it's artificial yeah, I, to, yeah, I it's wanted to give that, that it's artificial. I wanted to give that context for anybody who's like, well, I don't understand why this is a trauma category. <laughs> like, no, it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> um And then one thing I like is that we get
0: Shay's perspective after being cured, having been in this state, no longer being in it. What she said is everything's int- less intense now, less extreme. I don't have to cut myself just to make sense of it all. None of us do. But even though things aren't as icy, at least I don't get furious over nothing anymore.
1: Yeah. And that line really resonated when I read that. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really get mad. <laughs> like, in instead of, yeah, no. like, it's... Uh, uh, speaking
0: as someone around when he used to get mad mm, nope it's totally different now
1: well i can still i can it's- still get to that point but instead of instead oh, sure. of it being nothing 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 snap rage it's now nothing 1% 2% man this is irritating 10% ooh i might actually care about this thing 20%. Okay, I'm actually upset. Am I going to decide to stay upset or am I going to remove myself from the situation? 30%. Okay, I'm going to decide to get angry now while it's only 30% and then it's calculated. Because maybe that will affect the situation. And then, yeah, like it's it's a very different experience and uh, no joke, anger to me feels deliberate now, mm-hmm. which I don't know that that's how emotions are supposed to feel, but there's so many, there's so many gradients to me getting angry about something now that it literally feels like I have time to decide whether or not I'm emotionally committing to being upset about something. And yeah. I, yeah, it's that, that whole, like, yeah, Shay encapsulated that, 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 the author encapsulated that quote for Shay, like, that was Spot on. Perfect. Good description. 10 out of 10. Good, good author. (laughs) Uh, Good, good visualization there. Mm -hmm. Good imagery. That's the word I was looking for. For
0: Zane and ableism, we have a lot of different levels in play. And we want to be very clear that we know the ableism is present In Uglies and in Pretties, it's very rampant, it's structural, it's kind of constant. The reason we're talking about it here is because in Zane, in this book, we end up with a very particular focus for it, and a way to talk about how it plays out now that for the very first time in Tally's life, she has someone in front of her who isn't just, isn't just... Yeah, and isn't just... Well, she had not changed
1: yet in front of her, but this is... Uh, uh, those are combined together. Met precise, precisely okay. constructed and yeah. medically changed. Yeah. Both at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
0: so, uh, like, before when she was a little and before she got her first operation, like, she was surrounded by people who hadn't had the operation yet. But this is something that she has been conditioned to think won't exist, which is a post-op pretty with a disability of of any kind, really.
1: And, And when we say disability, it's not just things that in our current society we consider disabilities. It's like even just deviation from what is standard and expected and sculpted for like and like no like in this book tally as a special thinks of tear ducks working as like being a problem and being yeah. ugly and gross
0: like because of what the additional like special surgery did to her brain like she's so It's not that it made her obsessed with this thing specifically, but the way she expresses the obsession that it put in her brain is she keeps talking about people having watery eyes. And it wasn't until we were talking about it for this record that I realized that by watery eyes, it just means working tear ducts because there's a bit at the end about specials not being able to cry.
1: Yeah, and and like... And so with with that context we do want to specify uh Zane actually does have brain damage and neurological damage. So Zane and I believe and there's some other things going on like Zane actually would qualify in our our real world as disabled um but we just want to be clear that tally's definition for disabled is Like human at all, (laughs) like if your body is just a regular person, there's something that she thinks is wrong with you. So, um, it's both. So this was this is Tally being obsessed with other people not having gone through the same genetic modifications that she has, and her being aware of it on a very physical, physiological, sensory level, and being disgusted by this, and then is confronted with Zane, who is actually injured disabled and her her reaction to him is pure disgust
0: just in case anyone like hasn't read this to be specific he appears to as a result of brain damage he's ended up with what sounds like a core tremor probably about the level of like mediumly advanced parkinson's and then
1: also it's about the mental picture i had too
0: yeah and then also uh isn't able to like something gets tossed at him and he's not able to reach and catch it so there's some like reflex and other kinds of mobility things happen happening
1: which also might just be hand-eye coordination in general like being physically able to track it like there's there's a lot of things that that could be but it's it's also it's not perfect and precise
0: it's possible that he just couldn't catch something thrown at his head by a special. That's yeah. That's like a fair point. Yeah, but, it uh, might be. Th- he there's, might just be enough of a, there's just, just enough of, of a description to make, like, there's terms like, there's terms that make me like, uncomfortable, like, describing his arms as having like, flopped uselessly. There's language like that. I think it was that exact phrase, but I'd have to check where like he tries to catch it and then his arms just fall back into his lap. And it's hard to know if that's him giving up like, ah, that's not going to happen. Or if it was that he like went
1: for it and just physically couldn't do it. But yeah, but Tally definitely <sighs> ascribes it to Ugh, like, you're just yeah, so weak. And, and it's yeah. Her it's hyper
0: good. fixation with this is so extreme. Like, because she's got all these enhanced senses that they gave her partly so that she could physically be able to do more. And then also so that she would be constantly reminded that everyone else is not as enhanced as her. And just with all the stuff that was done to her and her brain with like the special, the special version of the lesions or whatever it it means that she both is able to see trembling that someone with non-enhanced eyes maybe wouldn't even notice like we say probably around the level of like mediumly advanced parkinson's but that's but that's we don't even tally's know.
1: description yeah that doesn't, doesn't totally even mean it's accurate
0: <laughs> that like neither of us standing next to zane would be able to notice actually the tremor.
1: in topic one we talked about how i for like 20 years of my life was basically constantly vibrating it is entirely I mean, possible that like zane's tremors is on those lines and no one looking at me would have been able to tell that yeah but it was it was something that i could only tell when it went away and it's entirely possible that like zane would know because it's a new thing and tally would be able to physically see it but like nobody else like there we don't we don't even know like the book doesn't give us um a non-special perspective perspective yeah
0: and one other thing that i want to highlight is that tally was Tally's been has been ableist and had ableist language like this entire time. She was ableist as an ugly as a pretty, then as a special. And it to me it felt a little bit like it was ramping up just because of how I process events and to me events happening more frequently feels like it's equated with severity even though that's not actually how that works and I know that but I can't shake the feeling. But
1: Nicole yeah, I I definitely read it as this ableism is structurally and personally for Tally there the entire time. It's just that in book one, that's not how it, she thinks of it, and in book two, she's not around people that she can kind of be ableist to because she's just around all of the pretties and they're all they're all the same and they're all perfect and they're all restructured and and then in book three, and this is also why we're you know tying back to why we're talking about it in this book even though it's been in all of them she is directly confronted with her own ableism in the form of someone that she does love and care about very much having something legitimately wrong with him and honestly she fails that test full stop like she cannot she can't do it she does not like doesn't doesn't really I mean, she kind of learns from it a little bit, but like, in the moment when when she's confronted with this thing, she flees. She physically abandons that person instead of having to 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 think about how it's how how they're still he- like. She has this whole monologue in her head about how she has to come to terms with the fact that he's still a human. Like, mm-hmm. it's really bad.
0: <laughs> Talking about Zane or David? A uh, Zane. Zane. Okay. Yep focusing on zane uh yeah i do want to briefly mention that she she, she did
1: have that con- she did have that internal monologue about david but it was much more like oh asymmetrical can be beautiful mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my gosh it wasn't yeah, so, it wasn't i'm disgusted by you
0: yeah it's well, very different she
1: was a, a little bit
0: like a little bit like m- mainly like she gets personal growth at the end but she doesn't yeah. have it in relation to Zane in a way that he is able to appreciate. She has it around David, informed by all the stuff that happened with Zane, but not about Zane. And it it just I I'm glad she grew. I'm glad she got a little bit better. But also these books are on such a short time scale. Yeah, that's that's fair. That there's it, not room for us to see the fruits of it's the change that to, does
1: occur in this book. It's hard to kick 18 years of pretty hardcore social, psychological, and surgical conditioning in, like, the course of, what, a few months?
0: Excuse me, she is still 16 in these books. It's mentioned in oh, this book 16. Oh, I'm sorry, 16, 16. Not, 16,
1: not 18. I, I had the wrong age. Yeah. In my head, I mean, like, yeah, but literally, like, she's kicking an entire lifetime of conditioning or you Absolutely. Know, failing to kick an entire lifetime of conditioning in a few months like
0: yeah, yeah. and she's kicking a lot of stuff
1: all but in it's just with that
0: this one it's it's hard because she has a different relationship to ideas of disability and what ableism even is In a world where not having the surgery yet is seen as seen as something being wrong with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, just. Because we even have like, we
0: never, like, theoretically, we think that probably pretties maybe get sick, but canonically, it's like they don't, but it's also maybe the city is lying and there's so much like um control and panopticon kind of stuff where we don't know if it doesn't happen or or if people are kept from seeing it when it does happen and all of this just combines to zane is the first not literally literally perfect post-op person she's ever seen and even when she does run into a late a late pretty um she acts like their wrinkly skin and veiny hands are evidence of life
1: extension treatments. Yeah, there's some weird stuff with her perceptions of,
0: <laughs> of aging, because she's of never seen anyone general. naturally age. And she's like, oh, yeah. they've got wrinkly skin and veiny, veiny hands, that shows the life extension treatments. And I'm like, that looks like that's not, that's just normal aging. That just That,
1: that almost makes me wonder if the surgeries are so new that if people are old enough, they might have gotten life extension and some reconstruction. And so, like, past a certain age, people have a little bit of natural aging. Mm. And it's something that she associates with like, people above a certain... like I, I don't know. We, Maybe. Because we, all we know is that the Rusties, a while ago, like, we don't actually have like, time frames for for how long this has been going on or how it escalated. Like, we don't have any of that.
0: Yeah. Like, they have, they have stuff to make physical injury less likely, and stuff like headaches and colds seem to, like, really be gone, which is why Zane had to hide his headache in pretty so thoroughly, because merely having a headache would be, like, get to the hospital. You shouldn't have one. Something is wrong. Uh, and then they'd, like, find out what they were trying to do. <sighs> yeah, people don't get to age naturally, and just just going back to, like, just this whole picture, it's... and I I feel... I feel weird about even like just dis- having to describe just the idea that Zane is the only non perfect post surgery person that Tally has ever encountered. And to be clear, Tally's only been post surgery for less than a year because she turns 16 during, pr- during specials and canonically is still 16. 16- uh, sorry, turns spe- turned 16 during uglies and is canonically still, um, 16. 16- during specials but anyway that's most of what we have that's most of what i had for this um i just uh at the end he's in the hospital because he was trying to he was trying to get around Tally's ableist disgust and trying so hard because he just zane just wanted to be Wanted by Tally. He wanted to be desired by her in the way, not even necessarily in the way that he used to be, but just even at all, like as something. And then his body existed and it repulsed her. And that was just so frustrating. I, it's like Tally's the protagonist, but like she's not a good person which is weird because i don't know i I don't know if you have any thoughts about that i just kind of threw that out there but it does feel like she's she's the protagonist but i don't know if she's meant to be the hero oh
1: no there's no hero in this book
0: okay cool you're good on the the no hero thing yeah Yeah. no there's there's unless it's david like
1: there are there are only victims and perpetrators (laughs) and they take turns (laughs) they take turns being it
0: and most people end up being both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's this is not a hero book. This is a did you live through it book?
0: I mean, it is a dystopia. Yeah. Moving on to our third topic, which is cutting and self harm specifically with Shay, but not limited to Shay. One of the things that we've touched on a little bit with um, our first topic was that basically Dr. Cable lying to Tally and saying that maybe the cutters were like this because they became special so young and something that Nicole rightly pointed out, as you may remember, was that that's completely not it because they were already cutting when they were pretties. And that's part of what made Dr. Cable turn that entire group into specials and let them be this own, like, super hyped up, very tight-knit squad within the specials as a larger category.
1: Yeah, so... This is handled very interestingly in this book. Uh, on the one hand, it is done. So, on the one hand, the examples of self harm in this book are some pretty, pretty stereotypical, um, pre- pretty stereotypical depictions. Um, however we get a lot more of the descriptions of how the how the kids think of their self-harm than we do their physical actual descriptions of them doing things to themselves those descriptions are still there but for example and reminder that this section does have a trigger warning on it (laughs) um so skip ahead 30 seconds if you weren't sure uh they do have descriptions of the kids actually taking knives and and cutting their wrists and their forearms um in book two they actually do have that on there and there is a description of tally stabbing herself in the hand as self-harm um This
0: is book three. Did you mean? I did mean book
1: two because they were still, they were still pretties when those descriptions existed. Oh yes. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I Um, forgot. Yeah. That is a, that is a book two callback, but in book three, so other than the hand stab in book three, most of what we actually get is just talking about how they didn't lose those scars as as specials and talking about how their their body modifications kind of highlight those scars and like show them off like trophies on their arms and but we don't actually get descriptions of people cutting themselves anymore we just we literally only have like the one scene in book two and then we have that one scene that was like it's a less than a paragraph long it's very very short it's like tally did the thing and it's done um in book three The
0: ideation the ideation is is yeah, repeated, but, the, but the physical description but the thing, is here's toned the thing down. well this is
1: actually brings me to what my my point is with this the ideation is very ri- much written in a way where you know that that is what is happening to the characters and tally is telling you that that's how she's thinking about it but it's not written in a way that feels like the audience is supposed to agree. At least the when, when I was reading it, the way it felt like, it felt like the descriptions are there. Like, it's definitely something where if this is something you struggle with, it's probably likely to be pretty triggering. Uh, full disclosure, it's pretty triggering for your hosts also. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and, for and, and for me, it's not even the ideation. It's the... <sighs> the the matter of factness with how tally talks about it like it it it, she talks about it in a way that makes it very clear that to her it's normal and that for me was triggering because when it's treated as something you're not supposed to do my brain is like no i don't connect to that at all (laughs) um but when it's when it's treated as something that makes sense that's that's a triggering thing for me um so, but but the, like the actual language around the ideation is is definitely something that I, I think is p- very potentially very, very triggering for people who struggle with it. But if you're reading, if you're reading the language, the way it's written and the way Tally talks about it and the way it's framed, it's very much set up as something that is happening to tally, not something Tally and the author think both think that you should, do or agree with absolutely and
0: it was this one was a strange one for me as as a as a young teen because it was both my introduction to the idea that anyone would do this um (laughs) and it was also something that mentally like kept me from doing this years later like, this particular form of self-harm behavior, because I'd had both the introduction... And the, and
1: the like, thought process on why like, it's not
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, the thought process and, like, the way out of this particular thing, and, like, I... I had self-harm behaviors. This wasn't one of them. And... I... It, it was one that I that I would go back to sometimes. And, you know, like I just, I love these books. Like it was very formative for me, like my first dystopia and all of this stuff, but rereading them and just this entire, this entire like original trilogy, um, it it is a, a depiction of, and also like, it's a really good depiction and examination of both self-harm and the societal stuff or a version of societal stuff that can push people towards. Yeah. And I I think
1: something that definitely helps this book too, with regards to that is the, is the framing is very, very good. So the, the framing around it is clear and consistent that this is not something that the kids are doing because they have to um uh, like and and here's here's why i'm saying that because the kids definitely think that they are the ones that have to that they do have to do this to to feel
0: um oh yeah yeah they think that they can't have this mental clarity
1: right right. um, which on which on some level is not wrong (laughs) they didn't have to do this thing But no, their minds are not clear. But we get, as readers, we get context the entire time that this is, that the reason that they need something to feel is something that's being done to them. It's not just the way that they are. It's not just, oh, well, you've always lived your life like this, so of course you're going to react with negative. Like, no. At, At no point do we as a reader look at these characters and say, well they have to the re- the characters look at themselves and say that but we look at the characters and go this is being done to them and someone did this to them and that person could have stopped and could actually reverse it and i think that that context is very very clear um because it's hard because things like things like self-harm can can feel very much like it's a a, like especially like it's something that you want like it's a choice that you're making that you want to do it um and i'm not saying that people don't feel forced into it but it's not something that you like it's not something that you look at your life and go someone is making me do this and that also
0: makes it very like alienating to talk about because it feels like you did this to you. Why didn't you just not do that? And it is not,
1: yeah, it's not yeah, that. That's simple. very much. That's very much the social. That's very much the social narrative. Is like, well, you could have just stopped. Why would you do that to yourself? And the framing of the book and and how the context of how they are on a on a biological, physiological level being artificially forced into feeling like this and brainwashed into feeling like it's the only thing they can do and chemically driven to do like it, it's i think it's very important framing and it's it distances it a little bit. And we
0: can't know if they did anything special to the color cutters to make it be that once they were specials, they had to keep doing this, but they were definitely targeted because it was behavior yeah. they were, they, already they were doing. they were encouraged.
1: They were definitely encouraged. We don't know if that was encouraged, a, like, chemically or not, but like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There was
0: social encouragement from authority figures even if it was just in the form of, so we know you're all doing this, you get to be your own group and you get special privileges, even if they don't say, and please continue cutting like that has its own like power and momentum. And it grants this license to it. And I just, I had a thought that I hadn't, um, we hadn't already talked about because I just had this thought. So one of the things that I think is very important to note is yes, yes, uh, Shay started cutting before she became a special but she cut as a pretty and as far as we know she didn't cut as an ugly and so I do think that it's, it's important within the flow of the story that she didn't start this until they'd already messed with her head and s- Right. Yes. So they had already messed with her head some. So you don't even get to say, oh, it was inevitable. And uh, the doctor was just taking advantage of the doctor had already done something. And so I think that when she was a pretty, that, again, we don't get this explicitly, but I feel like it fits that she was, well, I have a thought, a thought. The thought I have is that, well, I don't know if we get my particular thought explicitly. So my particular thought is I think when she was a pretty, she was cutting to feel something other than just constantly happy for no reason. And then when she was a special, it then became more than that. But when she was a pretty, like she wanted to be able to feel that she couldn't stand tally like they had this like weird tension and i and um especially with her like hiding the cutting from Tally and all of this in book two, I I think that she was cutting instead of trying to feel bubbly and like or
1: it was kind of a little bit bubbly, but but it was more that like it really feel it, it was about control. It wasn't about a particular emotion.
0: Yeah. She wanted to feel something other than the general everything is great, I'm gonna do zany stuff and drink that the pretties were generally programmed to feel like they should do. Yeah, definitely about control, and then that control
1: continues on yeah. to specials. Well, and that's and that's the thing about a lot of a lot of I, I'm not I'm not gonna narrow this to self-harm, but like self-destructive behaviors in in a variety of contexts. Like control is the is a a huge motivator and it doesn't matter whatever it's control over, but like feeling like you're out of control is such a huge motivator. And I think it's, I think it, I think it actually is very important that that is, or at least appears to be Tally or uh, Shay's motivation because like, you're right. She's not just doing this because she wants to feel a certain way. Like, no, she, she has had control taken from her literally mentally control over her own brain taken from her Mm -hmm. and she's taking it back with this self-destructive behavior
0: because when the only thing you can control is your body then you're going to control your body in whatever way different social things (laughs) make it make sense to try
1: yeah yeah and and there's some behaviors that are like more or less destructive than others like you know self-harm or 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 alcoholism being along the more like socially self-destructive lines whereas things like dyeing your hair is like that's you do you you know um like so you know there's there's different ways that 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 need to control your body and take that control back manifest but yeah like so we're not i just want to make that point because we're not saying that that you know, quote unquote, rebelling and, and, and controlling your, your body in the ways you can is always bad. But it's it is important to note that Shay's particular brand of control was intentional self harm.
0: And like, I was just thinking how like with stress and control, like, now, like me personally, I have a hairstyle where two thirds of my head is very short and the rest of it like I'm doing a thing. But part of why I have that is because when I get stressed out, I shave my head. It's both how to maintain my hairstyle and a non self harm form of stress relief. And for me at least it is very effective. Be like, I'm freaking out, I Update don't have control haircut. over this, <laughs> a bunch of stuff is a bunch of stuff is happening, it is time to shave my head. And it works. It for like that, like lower level just stress just builds up. I mean There's a reason that, like, haircutting has been part of mourning in a whole, like, different cultures for a very long time. A lot of cultures have some kind of haircutting ritual as just part of that process. But anyway, like, that's one example of, like, exerting some small control over my body when, like, other stuff is scary and there isn't a whole lot I can do about it. This is a, like, in this book, like, that particular, like, the cutting and self-harm is a a more destructive version of trying to control uh, their forms and their physical yeah. space. And, and
1: it's it is also important to note that like self harm in this fictional universe is does not carry some of the same self some of the same consequences as self harm in in our real universe. Um, only because. They have the – all of – with their, their medical modifications and so, – like, the, the cutters as a group are, are modified. Like, their bodies are modified. And those scars – like, the modifications they've gone through and the, the surgery that they've gone through would have gotten rid of – it got rid of all of their other, quote-unquote, flaws, which includes scar tissue visible surface skin level scar tissue and so you know even even having something like scars from from self-harm normally in this universe even if somebody was doing that that those things aren't going to stay because they will be taken away from you and just the the way that they were instead featured in the cutter's self modification, and 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 I believe their skin in that area was either modified to allow future cutting, or it was left alone. I don't there remember was, there, there was being anything was because any, like, Tally said that they could still cut themselves there. There, there was some. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what it was. I do remember going, "Huh, yeah, that's explicit." Please continue directives from. I don't remember...
0: I don't remember getting... I didn't have the impression that it was that they had done something to let them keep going. Is it just that they're I just not going to take more, the scar
1: tissue away again? That's how there, I understood wasn't their skin it. replaced? Or was um, it as a, as a special? Because they had that neuro net. So,
0: I... They definitely had... They had to have had skin replaced, like, in some areas, so we don't we don't know exactly what they did skin wise for the uh special
1: operation they did something to their nerves at the very least i thought it was artificial nerves
0: i got the impression that shay had to start the cutting over in order to get scars again like i vaguely remember there being something about that i don't
1: remember that (laughs) um unless it's what i'm thinking of and i just like i totally just, don't I, remember the, the actual context
0: i didn't get i didn't get the impression that they got to carry the scars over i thought it was more that
1: they i thought
0: it, I thought it was just it's hard to know because by the time we see them they had enough time i thought to build it was just that tally things. didn't I don't have know how much scars that from before i thought
1: it was that Shay still had like shays were built up the other cutters were built up and tally just wasn't cutting before i thought that's what i thought it oh, was
0: okay maybe that might have been it and it's also possible that like they stripped their skin and then like recreated them like we don't know exactly what the doctors yeah we did. don't we
1: didn't we didn't get like an end. In- well this is this is actually part of the the way the book is the author protects the reader like we don't get how they memorialize like, we just know that they are that they're still there
0: well one one of the days one of the ways that things like scars got memorialized was by putting the flash tattoos and when we say flash, like we mean like spinning, they've got like moving tattoos. I have subsequently learned that flash tattoo is a different term that means like a tattoo you get that's identical to the ones that a whole bunch of other people get and you pick it off of a flash yeah, sheet. this
1: is different um, this the context that, in the book flash tattoos literally this is flash with lights
0: think like i was gonna say think like flash animation but i don't know how much of our audience (laughs) still knows what flash animation was uh uh, because i haven't seen that as much recently in the last couple of years but anyway uh i think i've hit all the main points for this is there anything else Um, you wanted to bring up
1: i I do want to talk briefly about yeah because i think the i think yeah if you could read our quotes because you picked them out that's why i'm (laughs) volunteering you sure Uh, but i I think those are important
0: one that we've already we've talked about but when after shay gets cured she explicitly says that she was cutting herself to make sense of it all and that's that's part of how we have like support for our theory that she was trying to like exert this control um
1: yeah she she actually does tell us yeah. that is why yep so we have yeah. that and then also
0: um tally continues to engage in self-destructive behaviors and in a way i think specials is about how even though Tally isn't still cutting for a very long time, she is still hurting herself, and so that cutting isn't the only way that she's being self-destructive. And I feel like this book takes this really cool journey of just like going through that. And as an example, um, Tally's reaction to a particular trauma that we are not spoiling in this book, or in this in this coverage, um, a particular very sad thing happens and uh tally has um the world's beauty hurt like razors and tally knew she'd never have to cut herself again she carried a knife inside her now one that was always cutting her and there's a degree to which it's saying that she's She doesn't have to punish her body anymore because her mind is torturing her enough, which is very dark and and very sad. And I think that's at the the midpoint of this book. It uh, mid to like somewhere between halfway and two thirds through. It does get better. But. This is, it's a, I think it's, this book is a lot about how she's making peace with her current state of existence, given all the machinations that happened. And part of that is she doesn't just undo everything that happened. She doesn't get to just start everything over. Because part of what led to all of this being so bad was the city just making her body <laughs> start over over yeah. and over like i'm i'm glad for her that she's not still doing this physical self-harm behavior but i don't have that, enough that doesn't in the mean book that to she's, think that that doesn't she's mean that better. she's
1: not self-harming it just means that instead of physically hurting herself she's she's intentionally emotionally harming like yeah
0: yeah and you know i wish her well and i don't remember at this point what happens in specials so we'll see if we interact with her again but we will have a different main character
1: oh did did you mean extras? extras i
0: don't remember what happens in extras but we will uh i'll start reading that after we finish this record session
1: Hello, I'm Anna Holmquist, host of Bad Songwriter Podcast. Each week, we have a different songwriter come and share their worst, most embarrassing old tracks so we can laugh about them, talk about them, and talk about each musician's path with songwriting. You can find us at badsongwriter.fireside.fm, at badsongwriter on Instagram, and we're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and everywhere else that you can
0: stream podcasts. On to the wrap-up and ratings. Hello, audience. This book has been a ride for us. Uh, For the gratuity rating for Emotional Extremes. That moderate? Might be mild, because... I
1: think... It by itself is mildly portrayed. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's wrapped up in our other topics. But the actual thing is mild. But the actual thing yeah, and and it's such a like it's not a low key thing, but it it's if, if they didn't have all the other stuff, it it would feel very different and it wouldn't feel very like
0: Yeah, the impact on Tally is very extreme, but most of our interaction as a reader is being told, hey, this is why these other things are happening.
1: Yeah. And like, honestly, I feel like we talked about this in the episode. I feel like I would have a more more of an emotional reaction to it than most people. And like, even for me, it was like, oh, that looks familiar and moving on. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even like a
0: recognition, but not reliving.
1: Yeah, like it, yeah. And, and, and that's with it being more, uh, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Resonates.
1: No, more intensely portrayed, oh, okay. quote unquote, on screen than our other topics. Like, I still looked at it and went, same hat, anyways. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, yeah. Yep. Uh, the ableism, I think it's severe. severe.
0: It's severe.
1: It's severe. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: uh, so is the self harm topic. Yep definitely yeah. severe
0: all right integral uh, interchangeable or irrelevant
1: integral the, yeah
0: the emotional stuff is integral i think all of it's integral like the ableism is integral to able to the so entire
1: structure of their society and the
0: premise like it is yeah it's a. it's an ableist dystopia that's what this is. Yeah. That's not the only way to sum up this dystopia, but it is a very accurate way to capture the premise of this dystopia. Uh, The self-harm, I think it's interchangeable. I think that it thematically works very well with the other things that are happening, but I don't, I don't think it had to be this very particular form of self-harm behavior. I think Mm. as a general theme, the idea of self-harm is integral, but the exact form could have been something different, Mm. which is why I say interchangeable, because you could quibble about at what level of what could be swapped, but the idea (sighs) that you could swap some of this.
1: Mm, I actually disagree
0: Oh, okay. What's your counter?
1: My counter is, I think the precise method is swappable. I don't think, I don't think that the topic is. That's what I said. Yeah, that it- But I don't think that makes it interchangeable. I think that makes it integral okay. as a concept. Because, because here's the thing. I know we kind of mostly focused on one permutation, but we've even, we even talked about the fact that there's multiple permutations of this among the characters
0: that's true okay
1: like i like i straight up don't think
0: so yeah. then i think we're in agreement that i think we're in agreement i just think it's integral, integral yeah but you could have played with the details a bit
1: yeah but you can i mean you can play with the details of most integral things it's just that if we remove it or swap it with something complete like if we swap it with a different trauma not a different action if we swap it with a different trauma it is true. not the same story that's which that's is true. which is a kind of our definition there
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, for treated with care, the emotional extremes. Yes. No. 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 What's no. the no? Oh.
1: Uh, the no is. I think hey, maybe no, we- this
0: this just didn't resonate with me, so
1: I'll let you take this one. <laughs> uh, there was no care taken to this at all. There, there were there were explicit both internal and other character external monologues about the extreme and the need to to get those extremes. Oh, there were, okay. Uh, there were explicit. This actually might be our first mild, but no, not treated with care. <laughs> oh, I that, that. Uh, uh, because I do think the trauma is mild. Okay, but it was vivid and visceral as a description, without being pornographic. Mhm. Yes. Um, it is the kind of thing where I looked at it and went, "Yes, that's how I felt for twenty years." Accurate in a way, it, with, with something that is very much an experience and very difficult to describe and have it resonate. Okay. And this was very much an instance of show not tell. And it was shown very vividly and very descriptively. I do not think this was treated with care. Now, that being said, I don't think it was traumatic because it was not treated with care, but it wasn't treated with care. It was just put out there
0: and we've separated it there these ratings for a reason. And yes. I am excited that we have hit this milestone of very first <laughs> mild with no care that we have
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and I think uh. it, I think I think there's something to be said for it being not treated with care so that it was even anything in the text, like Uh Like I said, it would be very, very difficult to be like, oh, they swing wildly. We're not going to show you like that wouldn't make any sense as a reader. To be fair,
0: anything very mild and handled with extreme care probably isn't going to make our list for top three traumas
1: in the book. Isn't going to even make our list. (laughs) That's true. But but yeah, I think I think this was not treated with care. I I don't think that it needed to be treated with care, but I don't think it was treated with care.
0: Okay, let's put it that Uh, way the ableism was yeah uh, i i think that the framing of exactly what yeah to portray I think- was very calculated mm-hmm. but once it was there i would say somewhere between enough and not enough care
1: i i think it was i th- i think that the book would not have functioned if it was treated with Okay, here's my here's my thought. Okay. Every time it shows up, explicitly shows up. Yes. We as a reader are given context to look at it as a problem that Tally can't see. Oh. Okay. Even if including even even in uglies. Yeah, yeah. Even by the way, from the title uglies. Yes. Yes. Like re- we as a reader are given context to be like, "Whoa, Tally, you don't know what's happening." That's not a good okay. way to think about people and treat people and and we get Tally's confusion at how other people just don't like uh, we all do this like of course it's fine and we get shay's pushback in book one and like okay i think it was i think it's treated with at least enough because of how it is handled and I, okay I, I will say this expertly done because our main character is the perpetrator (laughs) for all yeah a lot of it like for this for a lot of it like she's our she's our viewpoint she's our lens and she is complicit for how we're seeing the society and she's complicit and also the reader never is given the this is fine treatment even from the beginning yeah which is super hard. That's very hard to do when your main character is the perpetrator and also the only voice of the story. Like, wow. And that
0: fits with what I was thinking when I said, like, either not enough or just enough. But, uh...
1: Yeah, I think it's enough. I think it's enough because of how it was handled okay. and how much separation and how, mu- and how much even in book one where it's not as overt... From Tally's perspective, we still as a reader, even if we don't pick up on all of the ableism, as a reader, we still are given explicit pushback on it. Yes, it's never allowed to stand. Even if we don't know what the problem is yet. Mm -hmm. Right, it is never it is never portrayed as okay. It's never portrayed as fine. It's never portrayed as actually normal. Right. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and Eve, not even once. Every, for that matter, every time Tally has a thought about it, even when it's an internal monologue, she has a thought about it and remembers the pushback from other characters. Every time.
0: Okay, I'll go ahead and slide that all the way to enough uh, for good there. I appreciate your summation. Uh, For the self-harm, I gonna, so your mileage may vary whether it is enough or not enough?
1: <sighs> I think this is gonna... S- I don't even... I don't even know if we can... It It definitely... It was definitely treated with some care. I think I'm going to
0: say that this is either enough or not enough. And because it's gonna be not enough for some people, we need to go ahead and just rate it not enough.
1: I'm rating it as not enough, but I'm putting the not in parentheses in our yep. notes. <laughs> um this is definitely a case of your mileage may vary i will i will say this out loud and i just want this is not i'm not going to give a description or anything but heads up if you have self-harm triggers that have to do with cutting of any kind it's probably not enough if your self-harm triggers are something else it's probably enough yeah that's all i'm gonna say on that topic yep um but it's also written again it's written very well it's written in a way that makes sense it's written to mitigate damage as much as possible but that's kind of an inherent topic that if you already have damage it will be damaging so like the only thing the author could do to fully eliminate that damage is take the topic out which isn't the book anymore so
0: yeah so please take care of yourselves but yeah i it's it's it plays such a huge role in the book Alright, so for point of
1: view. Point we have of you. tally. Now we, we have specified in our notes uh in Uglies we had pre op tally, now we have post op tally, and now we have what special do we tally. Call? Special tally. I feel like we gave the other ones tally. cool we gave the other ones cool descriptions. Uh, I mean pre op tally. I mean
0: we could have post post op. Uh <laughs> we could have Can we
1: call her got- adrenaline tally? <laughs> you you can
0: call her Adrenaline Tally. If that's what
1: you <laughs> can we can we call her Can we call her uh, You're the one who writes these notes. endocrine system tally. <laughs> I feel like endocrine system tally is it's a lot of letters.
0: I don't that's want to write like all Draft two of a superhero name, and you need to get to like draft <laughs> five at least. But <laughs> No, okay. not endocrine system Aww. tally. Uh, I'm okay I'm gonna call her Adrenal Tally. I nope. No, I don't like shortening it. Aw, why? No, that just sounds odd. I- either Special Tally or- Adrenaline Tally. uh, Adrenaline Tally. Gotta say the whole thing. Anyway, that's who our point of view is. Is Tally, after she has had the operation to make her a special, if you want to know what that
1: means, read the book. Uh, because it- uh and same thing for like we really just don't get it's the same thing we just get the voice
0: it's just adrenaline all the topics
1: for everybody yep it's adrenaline for the aftermath it's adrenaline for the events just all of it uh you know what is interesting and i'm not going to go into which one and why but the way that actually no i'm going to save that for my favorite non-traumatic thing (laughs) all right anyways okay
0: are you ready for the aspiring writer tip Aspiring writer tips. Also, do you have one?
1: Because you usually do these. I do. Um. So this this book does a really good job of having the main character, who is the only viewpoint character, and the audience experience events in the book differently from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we explicitly get a single viewpoint. And we only ever get that person and what they see and what they interact. We don't even get like cutscenes of other people. Like we only get Tally's experiences and internal thoughts and that's it. But we don't read this book agreeing with her. And it's not just that, you know, I, for example, read this book and disagree with her anyway. No, the book tells us that she's wrong. A lot. On a lot of topics. Over and over. And I just, I just want to, I guess my tip is that your reader doesn't have to agree with your main characters. And I have seen, and I think this is an important thing to say, because I have seen a lot of medias in in, in general where something a character does is very, very wrong and very, very harmful and very, very bad. And when it's harmful to the audience and the creators get pushback, their response is, but the character really does think, act, feel like this. So there's nothing I could do. My hands are tied. And I think it's important to point out that no, you're, your hands are not tied. You do have options. You can explicitly show that that character is incorrect and still have them be just as awful as you want them to be as a character. Yeah, there's going to be a... <laughs> like viewpoint and perspective are not tied to opinion yeah. and this book is a very very good example of how to do that very very well there's so much wrong <laughs> that tally is is guilty of in this series and and I, I, don't, I don't mean that she's going around necessarily like intentionally harming other people but there's so many things that she's just not correct she's just not right about and never once does the book tell us that she is supposed to be it's always that she is wrong and we know that she's wrong and she's convinced that she's right and we still walk through the lens and experience it with her and want to see what happens next but we know that she's wrong and yeah that's yep. you know this is this is a good example of, of what to hold up to those people that say well it's what the character would do like yeah that's great you can have them do that thing but that didn't mean you had to show it like that <laughs> yep uh favorite non-traumatic thing about the book i
0: want one of those tattoos
1: <laughs> the flash
0: tattoos yes i do i currently don't have any tattoos i'm planning to fix this uh i wish i wish i could get one of those as uh a tattoo and i just uh, the version of this book that I read when I was a kid was the one where it's got, like, half her face, and you can see this tattoo around her eye, and it looks so cool. Um, this cover <laughs> is different and doesn't have anybody with a tattoo visible on the cover.
1: I think the book that I checked out actually probably has the cover you're talking about, because that, that is Ooh, what exciting. I yeah. got. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Yeah, and I just... It's a really good example of, like, face tattoos done well in like a cyberpunk yep. world it's to great. be clear
0: i'm not saying i would get it on my face but i would i would love that that'd be so cool like
1: if i if i was getting ah. this tattoo i would get it on my face <laughs> <laughs> would i i would like it would not look the same anywhere else yeah but also if you're getting I, I also i tattoo. also am not the one who desperately wants one but like if that were the aesthetic I were going for, and I wouldn't, like, be out of work forever in our modern culture for it, I would get it on my face. <laughs> it would be worth it. Yeah. It's
0: such a good tattoo. It's such a good version of the cover. Ah, uh, what was yours? Unless I stole it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, no. No, you didn't. Uh, I-, I also have a list of tattoos I want. None of them are from this book.
0: <laughs> okay. Mm. I don't want that tattoo. I want a tattoo that moves, like, that one is described.
1: Yeah, yeah, No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Even in an ideal world, I still would not want that. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite non-traumatic thing about this book is how much... It, it's really how... Okay, it's really how much framing the author does. Mm-hmm. And how intentional everything is. There is no single piece about the three books in this series I have read yet that feels like it was... I like it that way. There's, there's no, and and it doesn't feel sterile. It doesn't feel like too planned. It feels very organic as a story and the characters feel very organic, but like, it's so deliberate and so intentional and there's no single negative or positive thing that happens in this book that feels random or out of place or that doesn't mesh with the right. Like it's all, it's a complete universe and it's a universe where and I kind of stated this already, it's a universe where you're not supposed to agree. You're supposed to see the problems and the flaws even before anybody in them in the books really latch on them. And it's done it's written so well. Like these particular topics were not as fun for me to read necessarily. But I would love I might I might even look up and see what else this author has written in different universes with different premises. I can point you to
0: some things. I've read a lot of their canon.
1: Yeah. I, I would like to see like there, there, if, if this author has tackled specific genres and specific topics that I already like, those books will probably almost immediately end up in my favorites list. If he, if he puts, if, if he puts this much planning and structure and context and nuance into everything he writes like i just i just really like the author's way of handling the series it's it's interesting it's interesting it's cool it very it's it's very very difficult to write about something that you don't agree with and still make it feel real and this is a full success and it's fascinating to read that's my that's my favorite thing (laughs) i guess i which i guess isn't even a thing about the book it's more about the author but yeah i'm a fan (laughs) I need to, I've read
0: um, some of their more adult stuff before they made the, what feels to me like a pivot to YA. Um, oh, okay. And I've got some stuff to recommend. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: So, uh, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you in a fortnight. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co, and is used with permission. You can follow us on Twitter at Books That Burn, all one word. You can email us with questions, comments, or book recommendations at books that
1: burn at yahoo.com. Support us on patreon.com slash books that burn. All patrons get access to our upcoming book list and receive a one-time shout out. You can leave us an iTunes review. This helps people to find the show. And find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.